Hi, my name is Silas. And I'm Andrew. And we are chilling in the state house. State house. Sorry, I messed that up. You, that, you had like a French accent almost on that. Uh, yes, we're chilling in the state house. Yeah, well. Anyway, we are the podcast, the state politics podcast, in which we take all the craziness going around in Kansas politics and in this state house here in Topeka and just chill it down for all. All of y'all to understand why, you know, what they're doing here is important and how it's relevant to your lives and so forth. Chill. Yeah, we keep Very it chill. chill. We keep it chill. And this week, we're, we're returning to the chillest of subjects. Yes. Um, the Kansas Emergency Management Act. Yes. Also known as Kima. And if you're asking what in the world is Kima... Um, you're probably not alone. Yeah. So Kima is short for Kansas. Oh wait, yeah, you just said that already. My bad. I did. But it's <laughs> if you think about laws, they're managing the emergencies, which is no the obvious. But like in this case, this emergency we're talking about is the COVID nineteen emergency that you're all in. We all know you love to hear us talk more about COVID nineteen. It's not like you had enough of it. But um, you know, legislators this whole session they've been trying to rework the ways in which the state can manage an emergency such as this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and that legislation this week became law after the governor signed it and the legislature passed it out. And maybe before we get too far into it, Titus, walk us through a little bit what that bill does because it changed from the last time we discussed it on the air. It's a little, mo- it's a little bit friendlier to the governor, not too much, but a little bit. Yeah, so part of it, you know, deals with the governor's emergency powers. That's probably what you've always you've been hearing across the news because it's kind of the main political battle between this Democratic governor, her name's Laura Kelly, and the majority GOP legislator. Um, and you know, previously, you know, just just you know, just a week back and before this week and for much of the pandemic, you know. The governor could issue an executive order, an emergency order, such as a statewide mask mandate or, you know, lifting, you know, requiring testing at nursing homes, for instance. And, you know, the legislature could, you know, they they would look over it, review it, but they really couldn't do much to stop it. They could do about as much to stop it as Titus and I can. Yeah, exactly. Which is to say, nothing. But now... Oh boy, can they do something about it. They have power. Yeah, they gave themselves more power, basically. That's pretty much... That's basically all the legislation that ever comes around in Topeka and Congress. You give yourselves more power. But now they have power. Um, they can actually now basically prevent a mandate from happening or, or at least kind of revoke it. Um, now, specifically in this case, they can... Um, you know, the governor can issue that order, right? But then, you know, within a set time frame, I believe it was 24 hours... They can look at it and say, nope, we don't want it. And that's going and, to be... And who is they? Because it's not all the legislators. Well, it's, it's, it's well a- during session, it, it could be all the legislators. But when it's not in session, and we soon we're not going to be in session because they're taking a, a month-long break or kind of month-long break. Um, can, can I do that? Can I just like take a, yeah, a can, few weeks off? I wish the news was also taking a month-long break, but <laughs> it's not happening. But when they're not in session, when they're not meeting, 
um, it's this group called the Legislative Coordinating Council. What they do is that they coordinate the legislator. No, I'm just kidding. What, they're just basically the top dogs in the legislator. Uh, Ty Masterson, president of the, of the Kansas Senate. On the House side, it's Ron Reichman, Speaker of the House. Then you got the uh, majority leaders. And, of course, you have the Democrats in there, but they can't do shit. I almost clustered. They can't do anything. So, <laughs> y- yeah. We're um, edgy at Chilin in the State House. Um, yeah, so, 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 but, you know, that group or the entire legislature, you know, now, you know, they can, um, they can approve or they can turn down uh, any of the executive orders that the governor issues. They're also the one that has to have appro- approval before any emergency declaration is ever happens. Um, and, but it's a bit different. It's a bit of a compromise, though, because while they were discussing it, they were even, you know, at least on the Senate side, they were even thinking of saying that the governor can't even have an order go into effect. They have to have approval by them and also by the attorney general. A lot of approval. No, well, not approval, but at least a review by the attorney general, to be clear. And then the order can go into effect. But, you know, some Democrats and, of course, the governor was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. If this is like an emergency, we need something like immediately taken care of. You know, that's going to be a hassle. We have to wait for the attorney general. And then we have to wait for, you know, the LCC. And then the order can go into effect. So then right now, the current, what's law right now is a friendly version of that. They take the attorney general out of the equation. Oh, by the way, he's running for governor. Uh, um, and he took, they take him out of the equation. And... uh. And then you know the order, the, the order can go into effect, and and then the LCC is able to like revoke it or not. Yeah. So we're we're speaking in theoretical terms. We, let's make this concrete because the governor, when she signed the bill into law, she also said that she is going to reissue basically all the executive orders that are currently in effect in the state. When those expire next week on the thirty first, she's going to just reissue them all. And some of them are pretty non-controversial. Things like driver's license deadlines. But then we come to the thing that we have talked about for a year in Topeka. And there's still a more heated debate on than ever. And that's the thing Titus is wearing right now. But you can't see it because this is a radio. Do you hear me? Do you hear, oh, is, is, is there a difference in quality, I'm wondering? Okay, never mind. I was wearing a mask. <laughs> the mask mandate. Yeah. So uh, we're we're looking at another. Uh, well, it's not even going to be a showdown. We were talking about this. So in the fall, when when there was a, a whole debate, a whole brouhaha about ex- extending the emergency declaration, you know, before the mechanism used was something called the Joint Finance Council, which the governor chairs. So it was literally it state was state finance council. <laughs> the state finance council. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm. I used to work in Wisconsin, and there they have a joint finance committee, and I'm just like well, mixing everything together. Welcome to Kansas. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to Kansas, indeed. The state finance council, um, which the governor chairs, and so you literally have the Republicans and the governor doing battle in these meetings. But now, in the, the legislative coordinating council, the governor is nowhere to be found. I mean, this is really going to be a pretty open and shut case of the Republicans coming in sitting down, looking at the mask mandate and being like, nope, we're not going to do that. Right, right. Yeah, this, none, unfortunately, none of those, you know, harsh political battles that, you know, all of us look forward to. Not really, actually, but, you know, um, and it's going to be, like Andrew said, you know, the, the legislature has much more power now. They can just look at the order. They don't have to go around debating with the governor because the governor also had veto power previously. 
um, in the state finance council. But now the you know the governor's not part of that decision making anymore. He just is at the whim of of the Republicans. You know, which is not a place where Governor Kelly probably wants to find herself. And we should say the Republicans have already indicated that this mask mandate thing. Oh, it's perfect. It's it is perfect for the economy. It's going to you know. Um, increase people's freedoms and make people feel more comfortable going out. That's what they told me. We, we really need like a sarcasm font for this podcast, but it's just for like things you say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, no. Of course, the Republicans are going to, they're going to, not that the mass mandate, to be honest, not that the mass mandate would have gone into any effect because as it is before and as it is still now under this new law, counties can opt out of the mass mandate if they want to. Um, and it really would not have had any effect. I feel, you know, this is just my hot take, not really hot take, my... Lukewarm take? My take, not based on any kind of reporting, but, you know, I feel like the governor's doing this, you know, I mean, partially, yes, because she believes in the science of masks and everything, but also be, you know, kind of to force, to, to, to remind the public, hey, this is where the GOP, who I will be running against as governor, stands on this. And this is why you should vote for me because I believe in the science and they don't. That's why I feel part of it, part of the calculation must be there. Well, and I, I think it's going to be. Well, we should also say if if a there's a slight change because now if a county puts in a mask mandate, aggrieved citizens oh, can right. can take umbrage with that, right? Right, because this new bill here, you know, it it wasn't just saying like you know screw the governor, we're trying to restrict your powers. It's also any COVID-19 order, you know, issued by a county or a school board, you know, they're taking aim at that too, you know, saying that that's a, you know, restriction on, on individual freedoms. Um, and so, yeah, anybody who feels, you know, aggrieved by it, you know, they, you know, they, they have to show like, you know, they have to show some evidence that, you know, this, this kind of harmed them. Um, they were able to go to court, you know, essentially file a lawsuit, but the lawsuit basically the burden of proof is on the government instead of, you know, the person filing the suit having to to show and prove that this 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 order was, was hurtful. Uh the government has to prove it and they have to prove that they used the like the least restrictive means of stopping the virus using this order. Otherwise the court has to grant relief from the order to that individual. So a lot of people are saying that, you know, this could potentially make a lot of these COVID nineteen orders impossible to keep in place because just I mean if you think about the logistics and time consuming and even money of, you know, having potentially numerous people filing lawsuits against against you for a COVID nineteen order. You know, why would you want to keep a COVID nineteen order? And in fact that's what uh Cedric County, which includes Wichita, that was kind of their reasoning for saying, you know what, let's probably lift the mask mandate. Now, we were talking about this a little earlier in the week, and I think an interesting question this round raises is, is this going to shift the debate over masks to the city level? Because Shawnee County, where Titus and I live. Uh, yes, we're not Lawrence people. We, we actually do love Topeka. It is a wonderful city. Topeka for life. And... You know, with the Shawnee County, they're gonna they're gonna in the commission meeting on Monday, they're gonna review the mask mandate. Say they don't they don't do the mask mandate. Topeka can still use its home rule powers, the powers that its constitutional powers of, of autonomy, and and issue a mask mandate 
on their own. And if you know geography, you know that the overwhelming majority of people in Shawnee County live in the city of Topeka. Yeah, it's the same kind of, I mean, the overwhelming number of any any county, they usually live in cities. Um, and it, it's interesting because, you know, when legislators were kind of forming this bill, um, you know, senators had actually included CDs in this provision, um, saying that, you know, people who are aggrieved by CD orders could also challenge them in court. But then when you looked at the final product after, you know, the House and Senate kind of hashed their differences and, you know, in this was a more friendlier version, you know, they mentioned counties, um, they mentioned school boards, they mentioned community colleges, but there was no mention of CDs at all. Um, I'm not sure if that was a part of a compromise or or I think the more likely answer is because of the constitutional, state constitutional um, statute of uh, CD home rule. And what is home rule? Basic- we'll, we'll give the Cliff Notes version because that could be a whole podcast in its own so right. Home rule is basically when you're at home and you, you kind of rule your home so you can do whatever you want in your home. So like, you know, you can... Tr- trash the walls. I mean, you own the house. You can trash the walls. You can you know, speak for yourself. Everything I, I ran. So I, I <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not a homeowner. I'm not. I'm not that rich to be a homeowner. Although maybe in Topeka, actually in Topeka, I could probably own. We love you, Topeka. Yeah, but I mean, you joke, but that's basically what it is. Basically, but for cities and not homeowners. Yeah, not that cities can trash their own cities. Again, love you, Topeka. Um. Oh yeah, we we definitely know that. A lot of Topekans love to humorously trash their own city. Um, <laughs> shout out to that Facebook group called... Oh, no, there's a Facebook... I forgot the name of the Facebook group. There's a Facebook, there's a Facebook, there's a Facebook group I'm in where a bunch of Topekans just trash Topeka just for the fun of it. Anyway... It's, it's one of those things where it's like, <laughs> we can make fun of Topeka in some ways, but when people from Lawrence try and make fun of Topeka, that's we, 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 we got to take care of business and push back. Yeah. Anyway. But home rule is when, you know... <laughs> CDs have that kind of authority to, 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 to make decisions on affairs and operations of, of their own city. You know, that's that's protected by the Kansas Constitution. County, you know, they have a similar provision, but it's not in the Constitution. It's it's just in statute uh, or just regular law. So, so yeah, CDs are not part of this um, kind of subject to this. So they could potentially, you know, still issue these, these uh, you know, mass mandates, you know, COVID nineteen orders and um, there's you know and the legislature does not lay out a process for any aggrieved person to try to you know I guess overturn it or get relief from it so that'll be interesting to see yeah as to how that will play out going forward a new a new frontier perhaps in the in the mask mandate debate really the more things change the more they stay the same yeah yeah um, yeah we, we just have to see and. Um, but for now, you know, we see we see counties like you know, such a county, they're being more cautious. They're rolling back. I'm assuming I can imagine school boards. Um, not that would matter anyway, because a lot of people are going back in person learning. But basically, everyone's going back in person, right? Yeah. We we kind of had that debate this week too, because the governor also signed a bill that requires that um, as of March 31st, and her logic in signing it is well, all the schools are going back anyway. And, and because of her back to school vaccine plan, you know, she's trying to prepare for that. It was, yeah, it was definitely flipping it on their head because Republicans have, have basically been touting that bill, which, you know, has been floating about, uh, to, to force schools to go back. They've been saying, ah, that's why they're going back now. It's our, our hard work. And anyway, yeah. but you know, it will be interesting too, because, to see how the school platform plays out. And I know me and Andrew, we're not education reporters. 
Um, but I mean, think about it. If if the schools are going back in person, but they're still mandating, you know, some sort of social distancing. Right now, the CDC says it's just I think three feet instead of six feet. But you know, even if it's a three feet restriction, or if the schools will, will require masks, I mean, our education reporter Rafael was telling me that there's some people who are already asking, like, could I challenge that kind of, I guess, school order requiring masks to be worn in, in the school? And then, I mean, the answer is, yeah, potentially that could be challenged by a group person. And I, I'm curious to see if that's going to discourage more schools from saying, all right, we have to social distance and wear masks and during in-person learning. Maybe they're just going to be like, you know what, let's, let's not do that. Right. It's, a, it's going to be a balancing act between doing what you think you need to do to keep your students and faculty safe with being now illegal. Yeah, now the legal risk. And that's, that's a tough, you know, for school boards, that, that's kind of a tough thing. Yeah. But, you know... According to Republicans, it's all about protecting individual freedoms. That really should be the motto of the state of Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, but yeah. So, so you know, just come back here. You know, just trying to give an update on you know what this this chemo thing, which we've talked about before. You know, how that's changed and the interesting dynam- dynamics that will that will probably come about. And of course, you know, who knows? You know, when when that Brazil variant, you know, that so far the vaccine really hasn't been effective. If, comes crawling up toward Kansas, you know, we'll see if all these uh, new laws will hold up or make things worse or or maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. For articles and all that, we'll have them when the time comes, if the time comes. Let's we, hope the time does we, not we come. We hope that time does not come. <laughs> but we'll have plenty of articles on the mask mandate fight, on all the state's COVID-19 response. You can find all that online at cjonline.com. We tweet about it too. Titus, where can they find you doing that? Titus with 100. And I am at Andrew Ball, B-A-H-L. But I mean, you know, we, we chill down every week too. Yeah. But the highlight of my week, really. Yeah, we chill down every every Mondays at 10 a.m. You can find us or wherever you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple, whatever else is out there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we're probably there. So and, and also you can find every week cjonline.com we post the podcast. So yes, if you're we do. if you're already there reading our stories, you might as well just listen to us too. Yeah, yeah. And you know shout out to also all the other podcasts that um our fellow reporters at the Capital Journal doing Teaching Topeka, the Education Podcast, um RCD, Local Government Podcast. It's your business business podcast. Although you probably figure that from the name. Yeah. Uh, or our favorite history guy, Tim Rencher, who who walks us through Topeka, Shawnee County history. Yeah, so make sure to check all that on cjl.com, and um, we will see you next Monday. Peace out.